On March 31st of 2013, Adam Shaw and his wife and two kids were walking along. It was Easter weekend, and it was a beautiful spring day. They were just enjoying the day together and this walk. As they were walking, though, they started to hear something. Initially, they thought maybe it was just a couple kids playing around. But the more they heard the sounds, the more they heard the distress in the voices of the kids playing. So Adam looks down towards the river. He's walking along the river in Edmonton, and he looks down, and he sees that a little girl, Crimson, who was 10 years old, had fallen into the river. Her little sister, Samara, was there trying to help her get out, but they were having no success. Adam kicked it into gear, and he started racing towards the river with his dog, Rocky, by his side and his wife calling 911. He gets down there, but by the time he gets down there, the scenario is even worse because Samara now had fallen in as well. Where Samara had fallen in, thankfully the ice was thicker, so, so Adam was able to get down there and pull her out quickly. But unfortunately, Crimson had been taken away by the current. He starts running down the ice, and his dog with him, Rocky, when all of a sudden the ice gives away beneath their feet. The situation had just gone from bad to worse. The freezing cold, frigid water shocked him as he came up, got a breath of air, but it didn't shock him enough to dissuade him from what he was doing, to cause him to forget what his mission was. Quickly, him and his dog are able to get out, thankfully, but as he pulls himself up, the thought crosses his mind, maybe he's failed. He can no longer see Crimson's head bopping or up and down. And his heart sinks. He thinks, did I just miss the opportunity? But all of a sudden, he sees her head pop up again, and he runs, he keeps running down, and he realizes, I've got to change my, my method of trying to save this little girl. So he's calling to her as he cinches up Rocky's leash and says, Crimson, just grab on to his leash. Despite her lack of ability to move because of the cold, she was able to grab on. And he called to Rocky, Rocky, come on, come on. And Rocky swam her into shore, into safety, where the little girl, if she had been in there two minutes er later, she probably wouldn't be here. The story ended in a good way. But can you imagine being in that experience? Can you imagine being Adam Shaw? He was 27 years old. Can you imagine the adrenaline pumping through your body or the fear of what if I fail or the fear of having your family on shore watching? What if you actually fell in the ice and and drowned? What would this be like? All of these emotions and thoughts flowing through Adam. Or can you imagine being one of those little girls with the fear of thinking, What's, what am I going to do? I can't move anymore. I'm losing my strength. I don't have feeling. Or for Crimson, who's being swept along by the current, what was she thinking in that moment? In the natural realm, it's pretty easy to, to imagine ourselves in that position, to, to experience those emotions of what, those, what that situation would feel like. But also in the spiritual realm, those emotions, those feelings, that scenario isn't too far-fetched. You know, we were dead in our sins. We were doomed to a doomed existence as the current of sin took us far beyond what we could do to save ourselves. We were a mess. We had no hope. But thankfully, that's why Jesus came down to this earth. God himself became flesh, came and walked among us in order to pay the penalty, to redeem us, to save us, to pull us up out of that current and give us new life. This is who our God is, and this is what he did. Today, I want to dive into and look at how God actually pursued us, how God actually wants to save us, and then what our response to that miraculous saving grace should be? How do we respond to a God like this? Man, I want to know the God who, who gave everything for me. 
I want to know Jesus who was willing to die on a cross to save me. I want us to be a people, to be a church who longs to know God because of what he's done, how he has saved us. I pray today that we would be compelled to know God in response to his salvation. Today we're going to be in the passage Ephesians 1, 15 to 19, if you wanted to flip there. Um, and this letter, the letter of Ephesians, it was a letter written by the Apostle Paul. So Paul, he writes it to this, to this church in Ephesus, and he writes it while he's probably in prison. And he has time to think and pray for the churches. And I love that he writes this letter not out of issues that are going on in the church. He doesn't write it to address big issues, but rather he writes it to encourage. He writes it to inspire. He writes it to uplift people in that church to say, keep going. He writes it to say, hey, I love you. I'm really proud of how you're doing. And so he writes this letter um, to inspire and, and to encourage them. And the passage that we'll be in today is this prayer that Paul writes in his letter that he reveals to the church that he's praying for them. And so in Ephesians 1, 15 and 19, it says, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped th giving thanks for you. Remembering you in my prayers, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Man, this, this passage is just packed full of stuff. And as I picked it, I was like, oh, this will be a fun passage and maybe it'll be kind of easy to prepare, but no way. The further I got into studying it, the more I was like, oh my goodness, how am I going to present this in a clear way? Because there's so much meat in this prayer. There's so much to digest. And in the book of Ephesians itself, you know, Marco was sharing, he's like, yeah, last week I preached on the first verse of Ephesians 1. And then this week, it'll be the second verse. That's how packed Ephesians is. It's just full of good meat. And so as we dive into we this did, prayer, I hope we that, that you are encouraged, that, that you are inspired to, to know God death. more. Before right. we get into the prayer, yeah, though, I want to just take a second to kind of go over that's when the Jesus basis of why he's praying, we were still what he prays. So why does he pray? And, and why does he pray what he prays? Of the so, the first thing, for, Today, like right in verse 15, for this reason, he says. Well, for God what reason? What are you talking about, us? Paul? For what reasons what are you praying? Be well, he's referring back to the verses that were before this. What does, from what does verse 3 to 14, he's saying, for all of these reasons. And man, if you ever think that God doesn't love you, or that he doesn't care, just read because for me, verses 3 to 14, and you will be overwhelmed by his goodness. I want to know goodness. Jesus who died and rose and ascended see, into heaven starts off his prayer, and he I prays. I want to see us as a church in have this deep to desire to know God more in the verses beforehand. Just a couple us, things that Paul that we says, would be compelled to know God says, in response God to his salvation. Every spiritual so today I'm going to be in the passage of Everything that Jesus has, we get to take part in. flip there. He, he says that you, God chose us in him before the creation of the, the world, Apostle that we were to chosen to be holy and blameless, he writes this letter that we were predestined to be adopted as his children. God wanted you as his kid. Man, I don't think I'd want me as my own kid. I'm like, Ephesus, I was a chaos. I'm still chaos a lot of the times. But he chose me. He chose us to be his kids. Amen. Yeah, he probably at the time. Redemption and forgiveness. He extended to us because of his to really he made known the mystery of his will to us. Again, he, he says that we have been chosen, Ephesus. that we've been predestined according to his will, so that we were included in Christ, that so we were marked and sealed and then in with the Holy Spirit, one, who is a deposit of what's to come. 
There is so much in there. So Paul prays for this reason, for all of these reasons, because of who you are, because you are chosen. So Ephesians 1, 15 to 19, it says this. And he continues on then. And then he says, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all of the saints. So he prays for, because, or in response to who they are, that they are chosen. But he also prays in response to who they are in the sense of what they were doing, their actions. He says, I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for the saints. I've heard of these things and so I pray for you. Man, I can say that us as staff love praying for you. You are such a blessing to us. Man, I, man Pastor Paul is always bragging about you because he loves you so much. I and I, I, when I man, say this, that this you are my family, it's not some cliche thing. I literally feel it. You are my family. You have walked through like life with me for the past five years, and I am grateful for that. You have prayed for me, and I count it a privilege and an honor to pray for you. So and you know today, what? When yeah, we see, really, really like I've already encouraged. said, this commissioning as that happened earlier, it, just a bit before we get into the actual prayer, I want to give a bit of a preamble we're here. We're or not basis here to do for why we're Paul is even praying this prayer. So why he prays it and why he prays what he prays. I want to just look at that really quick. And the first, it says in verse 15, for this reason, in your well, resources, what what are you in, your, about, Paul? in your prayers, well, in your money, in every way. You guys are so generous. To who and it's they fun are. to pray for you. In response to who they God are. So he's saying, you. for this reason, and so referring be encouraged. Back to the verse this is what before. Paul is praying for this church. Before, that he thanks God for them full of stuff because of their actions, because of who they are. What they were so doing. So he's referring back to this stuff. And I can, you know, can I just say, if ever you God, wonder if God loves you or if you're worth it, and this is why Paul read prays. Ephesians 1. But why because does you Paul will be pray knocked off, or tell the church? Your socks will be knocked why off. Why does he tell them? Why does he write it? You? Are we supposed to tell people? You? you know, so I, this that past week it was kind of funny. Says, it says that Monday night, I get this phone call, and I was like, oh, who's this number? So I answer it, and it's a lady from the church. I've never gotten a call from her before, but she had my number. We've chatted a couple times, and she calls me up, and she's like, Amy, I feel crazy for calling you, and I'm sorry. But, you know, I was reading my Bible, and then she stops, and she says, now you're really going to think I'm crazy if I just called you to tell you that I read my Bible, you know, and so she's like, no, but I was reading, and I came across this passage, and you immediately popped into my mind, so I was like, oh, maybe I should call her and tell her, um, tell her what I just read and what I'm thinking, and then she said, but then I felt foolish, but then I also hear God saying, but do you know what's going on in her life? Do you know what's happening It this says week? also that you were included in Christ and that things. you were marked and So she called me and she tells me this. Spirit. And I was just so encouraged. Because, yeah, the weeks leading up to when I'm preaching, I'm scared. It's a hard battle. It is intense. And it encouraged me. This is who you are. Thank you, God, for sending this word to her to give to me. And we could get into that debate between predestination or tells the church what he's But you know what? Both are in scripture. And God somehow can hold opposing views. Today I pray Together. that you are encouraged. But in this passage, here, what he's trying to get across that God is, loves I you. see you, I and that you would you, leave here knowing you, a little I've bit more you. about God, and that you would so be compelled to grow Look, because in that you're knowledge of God. I'm praying for you. So we know the basis because of why of who he prays. You are, he's praying because of I'm who they are, what they do. He continues on and he says, but how does he pray? Ever since I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all of us. He prays boldly. And he makes crazy claims that you're doing these actions. Who he's That's why to. I'm also praying. He's praying to the so God of the universe, the to our Heavenly Father, who is intimate. She was praying. He prays because he knows that our you God know, loves to give staff, good gifts to his kids, and we are his kids. And so he church. asks boldly, he says, Pastor God, can you do this you for this church? We have the best church and ever. And I totally agree. And when I say you are my family, is. it's not some cliche thing. Literally, you are my family. You know, it's funny. My dad, I, I will so ask ridiculous things of my dad. Why? And we love because he's my dad. And because I know his heart for His heart is to provide, to protect, to bless 
generous so I'll ask church. crazy things generously he'll time, do whatever he can in their service you know pastor paul will share in your he says i try to say yes money, as much you as I are can so generous when I have and to it's say no, fun they know and it's, it's a privilege and it's an honor to be able to pray with Our god you, loves pray to give for good gifts you. to his kids so so and when we see you paul working, prays that encourages that they us would just keep or praise very boldly for this church in the same way but for us you know, this, this prayer God was initially written for the Ephesian church 2,000 years ago almost. So can we apply that today? Does it still stand for the church today? What does that look like? And I want to say definitely we can apply it to our lives today because this is God's heart for his people, for his church all of time. See, people wrote the Bible, but the Holy Spirit inspired the Bible. It says that the Bible is God-breathed. Yeah, so if God is true, and God breathed into the Bible, that means that the Bible is true. And if it is true, that means that it is true yesterday, today, and forever. It is always true, and therefore it still applies today. So this prayer applies to us She's like, Amy, I feel crazy, but you know, I was reading in my Bible, and she's like, and then she stops, and she says, you probably think I'm crazy thinking, thinking that so we know you're, the basis or, uh, I'm calling this you prayer, but let's tell you what I read in my Bible. So verse like, 17, just bear with me. I keep She's asking like, so that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, reading my Bible, the glorious passage, and you popped may into give my you mind. the spirit of wisdom and, she's like, and revelation the thought also so crossed my mind, I should call Amy. Better. And she's like, I no, that's ridiculous. Why would I call Amy? And she's like, and then it was like, God said, you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparable great power So that's why I'm calling you. I just wanted to encourage you. The big picture I don't of know his prayer on for the church, but I was that this, we would this know encourages you. God. Man, it was that we would know him personally to get that. In because our the weeks that I prepare today for, for preaching, it's knowledge it's heavy. has a really high. I get scared. I get nervous um, to come high, up here. It's a high and value to prepare of, something our, to give something. of our society. And this so that's why Paul the said, master's is the new uh, uh, undergrad so and the doctorate encouraged. is the new this master's degree. So you know, this, this acquiring of knowledge is a high value. Hearing the but knowledge in our society is a lot of times just knowing a lot about something. We can all Google it and look so it up and know, be experts in any area. I think doctors would get really annoyed of our society because we know it all. We're an expert now because I Googled it. And so I self-diagnose, you know, that kind of stuff. Because he knows who he's praying to. He's praying to the glorious intellectual exercise was in the Greek father. and Roman thought, and he but knows Paul's that God is theology is experienced in Hebrew He's tasted it and he's seen that God is good. And, in and the so Hebrew he prays and he asks boldly because he knows life, that the Father in heaven loves to give good experience. gifts to his kids. Or so exercise. Rather, it was an for experiential the knowledge. You know, it's kind of like my dad. I will ask a relational knowledge, a contact from him. There was something there. You knew and why Because to I taste and to see is to protect that the Lord is to bless and to provide. So Paul is praying, I don't so I pray that you just Google things. and know stuff Paul about God. Bold I pray that you know him his father because in heaven experience because he knows him. that he's a good dad. This is what he prays. So okay, so we, we see this basis God, of understanding prayer, his but ways But can we actually purposes. apply this, this is to Paul's us today when it was written prayer and desire for the Ephesian church? But it's also almost God's desire for us. And we see that back in Genesis when God created us in his image. Why did he create us in his image? So that we could have a relationship with God. It's inspired by God. Our God is an amazing, but crazy, big, awesome God. And showed them what he's right. And they wrote it down so that we may be encouraged. And he wants to make himself See, God known is true. to you. And if God is true, and he inspired this book, that means he that this book is truth, and that if it's truth, so truth stands forever. And it applies to today. So, how do we become it people speaks to us today. So even though what Paul does it look like to know God? How do we get to know God? For the church today, today, I just want to go over four points today. from this prayer about so how to know God. And the first part is just uh, talking about the ability to know God, so how we are able to actually know God. And the following three points are based on experientially. the big picture of this prayer literally is to know God. It says, so verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ may give I keep it, asking the that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So that you may know the him spirit of wisdom and revelation. So that you may know Basically, him the first way what does it mean to how know we are God? able We're to talk about that today? What that means initiative. But 
We think that we pursue God or we make that decision. Because no, we're just responding to what God has been doing. Knowledge is the accumulation of knowledge. It's an intellectual exercise. Everybody is an expert at everything. Why? Because you can just or maybe you responded to that. Everybody knows everything about anything. It's God's initiative. It's his knowledge. You know, that's why Jesus came. Jesus came. He was the exact representation exercise. He was the image of the invisible God. He came to earth to make God known to it's us. Knowing and then when Jesus went back into heaven, he says, I'm going to pour out my spirit. I'm going to send my the Holy Greek Spirit. Roman thought, so that yeah, it continue to this knowledge because this accumulation of knowledge that was and just an intellectual exercise. But for the know Hebrew God. thought, which God Paul was bathed in his theology, was bathed in. He loves to show himself to us because he wants a relationship with us. This relational this so experience. The spirit of knowledge. wisdom. Well, what is wisdom? So is wisdom is the practical God application of truth. So Not in Philippians, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. That's what we think. When okay, we that sounds really good. I want to be joyful always. But what does it actually look like when life so isn't saying, so much I want fun? You to know God, that when you circumstances aren't so much fun, when I don't feel like smiling anymore because it just hurts too much, so this How is Paul's overarching that? prayer That's and desire for in. this people. And wisdom only comes and it's from also God. God's desire for us. Wisdom this is why God created us, us in His image so that we could have a relationship with the one it's true God. This is why. We are in his We don't image. need to try This really has always hard. been we God's desire to, God, to have God, a relationship with today. us. Give me your wisdom as to this how to be who God is. Today. He's a relational how to walk loving in God that today. Not just to know about so him. So Paul prays for the spirit of wisdom to come upon his the, upon the church corporately. And in relation to knowing God, he says, I want you to know God. What does that look like to know God? How do we stand to know him? So I want to hit on four points in this prayer about how God has God. The first one is about the ability to know God. And as we start to understand that, as the spirit of wisdom reveals that to us, what Jesus has done, so how do we experience God, we start to see everything so clear. verse 17 we start to says, see and I, understand God's will clearly so we start God, to understand it's uh, saving purposes and how that affects life to today see when we know God when we know what God has done through Christ and how that affects of life and revelation. it us to walk see, in a manner in the ability to know God in order to know God it relies on God's understanding of what Jesus we can't. We think that we can that pursue that God on ourselves. Today. No, it's always God that initiated. Know how Jesus we just respond to his initiation. Today. He continues so on. Paul says, is praying, the spirit of revelation. Have the spirit, so spirit of wisdom, wisdom and revelation. So that you may know and God. And revelation, you know, how many of you guys so have tried to plan a family wisdom, holiday with extended family? Well, wisdom is the practical application okay. of truth. Yeah, so my, if, my immediate um, family, there's five applications. So, so trying to get together to basically is a nightmare. And my older sister gets so frustrated. Says, she's like, why doesn't Lord anybody always. respond? And okay, she that sounds wishes. really nice. And, and I, I wish sometimes that I could just plan it and say, okay, I plan it. When I'm crying, it's done. And no communication because it's annoying communicating with everybody and trying to figure out all the schedules and where we want to go and what we want to do, blah, 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 blah. Shows us how but if I plan it, in the day but I don't communicate what the plan is, a joyful person, nothing's going to happen, no matter what the circumstances. And they can't read my mind, so how is that going to help? So Paul's praying, I pray that you we can't know God's plan because we can't read and His mind. To but God, the Spirit of God knows the mind of God because He is wisdom, and He lives in us and reveals this practical understanding of what shows us what He's doing in history. Shows us how he wants to use Basically, you as individuals. That we would as a know body how Jesus affects our, our life today. today. That the spirit of wisdom would, would so show prayed, us how the cross the of Christ of marks us today. To know how you fit what it looks like God's to walk out as today. a believer. That you would be able to grasp the full significance of his Jesus. Plan impacts our life this is my today. prayer for you today as well we know what God has you know done just like those Christ girls had no idea who Adam Shaw was before March 31st to walk in a manner worthy we had no idea Christ. who God was before we experienced we his grace him we love him. 
But after we experienced that saving knowledge, after those girls had experienced Adam saving them, I'm sure that they were compelled to know who this man um, is. Basically, or if I could how use this analogy, have any of you guys ever Adam tried to plan more? a family vacation with extended relatives? Unless we spend time with them. Okay, nobody. Okay, we can't come well, to know God that's, more. I guess you guys don't leave them. the leave Red Deer. I wouldn't either. I love Red Deer. Um, <laughs> my family, though, I have five shift workers in just my immediate family. So we try to plan sometimes a family holiday. Well, it doesn't really work out out very well. And I know for my older sister, she would love to just plan it and go. To and just the everybody compelled to the know is, God is more, just to be in community, the and then to, to go us. out from this place and share that. With how do we know people? the dates? How do, how do we know where we're going? How do we, we know how to get there? Where we're staying? What we need? God all of that stuff. Unless she communicates that to us, God has we can't read her mind. Well, in the same he's way, made himself available God has to a plan for us. Will we? We can't read his mind, so he's given us the spirit of revelation. The Holy Spirit. The next three aspects of knowing of God, God are based on this experiential and knowledge, and the, and the three points. Basically, he's, he's saying, "Hey, remember your calling, accept your value, and walk in authority, walk in what power." Is so this is where we're going for the next little bit. Is in that and you know, and just for and example, those little girls as well. I just hope and pray that as they grow up, when they feel like they have no worth, when they have no purpose, I pray that they would remember that Adam saved them, that Adam risked a to save the them, so that they would realize and how that they're worth it. In, their lives. in the, in the same, same way, way you, as we remember what God has done for us, and wisdom, as we remember what Jesus did on the cross for us, I pray that we and know that we are worth it to work in your life. That we would be, uh, that we would long to know so God like in a girls, deeper, deeper way every day of our no lives until we reach eternity and we get to continue that journey of knowing God. They had no idea. This is my prayer. So Ephesians 1, 18 says, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. So knowing this hope, what does that look like? He's talking about this hope to which he has called you. And partially this um, is intellectual desire because we got to remember God. But he's also writing to believers. And he's not saying, I pray that you would know the hope to which he has called you for the first time. No, because they've already experienced salvation. What he's saying, in a sense, is that I'm praying that you will never move on from the foundation that was laid in Christ. I pray that you will never move past the cross of Christ and his grace for you. Because when we live out of grace, we are able to walk in grace. We extend grace, and we also live in a new way. We live in new light. He's saying, don't move on from this, because... This is the foundation. God in response, to remember the, the hope to which He has called you. Are we compelled to know? God? Remember the foundation of your salvation. Be marked by the cross every day. To know God. So, what is hope? The what is the hope that He's talking about? Or based on this, it's not some subjective this knowing of God. Wish so how that do we, we actually hope for that will make our lives Paul better? No, it's an objective element of our faith that we can base. We can put our lives on the line for to because we know that this hope value, stands and it's a fact a power it's and authority not just to walk a this out he, he's so praying these this hope it's the fact that God um, chose us yeah, to have they're just incredible and they're it's the fact that his calling on our lives isn't based on my performance but rather so on remembering their calling it's so, this fact um, that the verse, hope that the God of the universe says, I pray that you or that the eyes of your heart may I be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you I think of Zacchaeus you know the short little man who wanted to see Jesus he heard that Jesus was coming he's like I want to see him but he was really disliked as by all of the back people. What and they wouldn't done. let him through to as see Jesus. And because he, he was short, he couldn't us. see over the people. And, and, that and so he thinks, okay, like. I'm going to climb it's, this tree. He's talking to I'm going to get up into this so tree so that like, I can maybe I'm catch a glimpse that you would Jesus. know the hope of your calling for but the first time. No, it's Jesus not talking necessarily about salvation for the first time, but rather he's praying that they would never move on from that. And he purposed that they would never move past the cross of Christ in a sense. He purposed to walk under that tree and not just be by Jesus uh, have him catch a glance every day. No, rather he walked under that tree. That he purposed to walk under that tree, 
not to be seen, but that rather they would to remember see their salvation moment. So that Zacchaeus so what would is know that he is seen. That he talks about. Seen what is this hope that he is Jesus stops over there and he says, Well, this hope down. is a sure thing. It's not down. some subjective there, probably for something better. No, it's an and objective Jesus element of in their a, faith in that they can base their lives on. Saying, God has saved me. He has redeemed me. He died God on the cross. He shed his blood us. for me so that I may he live. He sees us and not he says, only today, Come. but that I may Let's live life to the full today and for Come, eternity. I want to ex- show you who I am. I want you to experience all that I have for you. Come. Let's do life together. So when life looks Let's pretty walk dark together every day. And he down. sees us. Paul prays that we would hope. know the hope to which this we sure. have been called. I know that we would know Jesus. That this what Jesus happen. has called that, that Jesus has called us into relationship, truth, and that He offers us hope for today, desire, or for wish. tomorrow, and it's forever. We have, to have hope, and we can be sure of that. Is the fact that Paul lets us into His prayer to encourage and inspire us. It's the hope that the God of the Christ universe did. saw when we me and wanted that, to have a relationship with me. He saw you and wanted to have a relationship with you. Man, it should conjure up something in us that longs to that know That short little God man who, who heard that Jesus was coming day. to town. And but he couldn't get through to see Jesus because he was and short. And people you know, didn't I like pray him. Today he was a cheat. He was a liar. He betrayed God. his, his that we would be people, compelled basically. to know God because of the hope And so Zacchaeus, he's desperate to see Jesus. So he, he's like, you know what? I'm going to climb a tree. Then maybe I'll get, catch seen, a glimpse of Jesus. I love it. The next aspect that Paul prays for the church is that they would know the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. I love this because... He um well actually it really confused me uh, as I was preparing for this initially seen, my first reading was like okay yeah our inheritance see. that sounds great I love what we get in Christ all those spiritual blessings that we have in Christ but the more I started reading it and studying it the more confusing it got or harder to like present so I'm thinking through this and it says that we would know the glory or the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. It's not about our inheritance. His kid. It's about to his walk inheritance. and to do life with See, our our inheritance is, is wrapped up in that is. hope. That we have a hope you know, that we will know God forever. That we will um, continue to Paul grow in him. That we have everything we need for life and godliness. We have that hope. That inheritance is wrapped up in that hope. If we rather what he's saying is that we would know in that the schools, we I are see worth hopelessness it. That we would actually accept because our value. They who they are. They don't know that the that God we would know God because of what he them thinks and of longs us. To and give that them that would compel us to know Longs God to give them life. Every day. Longs to redeem them and give them purpose. In our culture, you know, I look around our at a lot of our students in the schools. So Paul prays that we would and know the hope to which we have been called. They're hopeless that we because would they think know they have that no Jesus has called us into a relationship with him and they offers us hope not no only for today, or they but don't for know tomorrow and for the rest them. of eternity. He offers us hope. And you know what? Paul lets us into his prayer to encourage and to hope, to remind us of what Jesus did And like we're coming into this new year, we're having this new campaign, hope lives here. When we know God, we know this automatic response. To want to know and this, God. this um, to inheritance want to that hope continues to build on this. Every that we day. have value. That you know, if some kid came over from another uh, country or whatever and had no concept of currency, if he was to see a dollar bill, a five dollar bill, he might think that it has no value other than maybe just for starting a fire or something, uh, or just for yeah, writing on, or for like whatever. You know, it may have no value to him, but that doesn't mean that. That it's lost its value. The next aspect that Paul prays for the See, church for us, is that they would know your value is not in the eyes of the inheritance, but rather in the eyes of the Creator. So know the riches of His glory. That's where your value lays. You That's know, where our value is based and, and firm. I thought that he it's was in who God says we are. That He says stored up in heaven for us, or that is stored up in heaven for us. You have extremely great value. You are my inheritance, whom I seeked and I pursued that we have and I came Christ, to save. That's all tied yes, our value was marred. God's image in us was marred when sin entered earth. Sin entered this life through Adam and Eve. Of his glorious came. inheritance, talking about God. That's why Jesus came was to so restore to us our original value because he knew the value. He wanted to tell you you were worth it. 
um, that you would know See, and you know accept God, your value. When you know that you, that you have value that you, in him. When you start to know that he pursued you, you start to know your worth We're as his, well. his inheritance, his, his treasure, his stand precious a little bit desired higher. treasure. That's us. A That's taller, crazy. a little bit higher because you know I don't feel that like that valued. a lot of the time. You know I don't that feel you like purpose. I'm a, you um, know that you're a treasure it. to be pursued. I don't this feel like I, I'm worth the that. that they would know these things says, no, deep within are. them. That they are the great inheritance you. of God Almighty. That we yeah, our value was are the great inheritance of God Almighty. When, when sin entered the That's world profound. through Adam and Eve, Pastor Paul shared a couple of weeks image ago of God on the parable of the lost coin and the lost sheep and the lost son. And he says that Jesus was telling these parables in order to show that he came to do that, the one that is pursuing them. God himself was willing to be shamed. It's like this if a kid who comes over from another country and has no concept of what give back to us the value. He sees a dollar bill or a five dollar bill. He may think it has no value. He may think it has no worth. So he may take it and try to start a fire with it or something. Because what good is it for? All the days of your life. Not recognizing the value. But the fact that he doesn't recognize the value doesn't mean that it has no value. That we would be compelled to know God as we accept our value. Our value is not in the eyes of the beholder, but rather in the eyes of such great value. It doesn't matter what other people think or say about us. The last part that Paul prays for this church. It matters what God is, Almighty, is the our Creator, the one who pursued you, for those of us pursued you to have a relationship. So I'm with kind you. of a nerd. The one who died for you. My, matters what my he students thinks. all and know that I'm kind of a nerd because I love you superhero are movies. So um, <laughs> I am a big fan of superhero movies. I get so excited about the Avengers or whatever when they when the new movies come out because they're usually clean. There's usually lots of good action and they're just fun. It's fun to think outside of this world. So in my small little movie collection they're are mostly superhero movies He's and my favorite series is the x-men series and i that love the x-men because they're they're that born with a different chromosome a different that, dna that makes them unique, that glorious that inheritance makes that makes me want to shine his the, light this that born innate ability that, that they're born with to know god as we enables them to do superhero things as we enables them to be a superhero in the same way, when we are born into God's family by the Holy Spirit, when we are born into His family, we get a new DNA. We're born with it. It's innate. It's the Holy Spirit in us. And the Holy Spirit is not like I'm extraordinary by myself, but rather the Holy Spirit empowers me to do extraordinary To tell us, to explain the power in us. It's not me, it's God in me who can do great things through me. This is the hope. This is what Paul prays for his church, that we would know his the, his incomparably great power for us who that. believe. You know, in chapter two, he continues and that we would walk says, out in that power, that we would walk out in that authority, that we would know the ways of this that world, power. the ruler of the of, uh, power of the air. Man, you know, he goes on to say, we I love to it. He, he keeps in, going on. In darkness so this power is like the we working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Can, have you guys ever thought what it would have been like to be in the tomb in when Jesus was raised from the dead? With Christ Jesus. Man, if you were in there, I can all, I, I like to imagine that there was this massive burst of light, maybe this alive. deafening Why sound, maybe an earthquake. It was electrifying in that tomb because when the Holy Spirit came you. and rose Christ from the dead. Redeem you into that would have been incredible to witness. Into the value that, that was same in power he lives in us. Before sin was here, that electrifying came, power dwells within his people, his church. That's what he came to. Sometimes we don't walk in it, though. Sometimes I think, may we be I'm encouraged. Not, and I'm not anything special, God. God, because I'm not like them, his, or I haven't had experiences like them, so I don't know if I the have that same power. That, that Paul prays is that they Paul would says, know remember his incomparably great who our power God is, and remember the power that is in you. 
His Holy incomparably Spirit great power that we would know seated that him we would in the heavenly realms. He continues power. on and he says, and walk um, in this authority. in the heavenly realms, so far I'm, above okay. all rule and I'm authority, kind of power and dominion, <laughs> and, and every title that can be given. Know this. Not only in the um, present age, because but also I in the love superhero movies. Like I get so excited to go to superhero movies, mostly because they're usually clean and they've got a lot of action and they're just fun. So I love superhero movies, and in my small collection of DVDs. They're mostly superheroes. And he's talking about and Jesus. So my favorite series of out of all of them, though, this I place think is the that, X-Men that series. he can command X-Men. everything. And he's the at the right hand awesome. of the Father. So I am a God big Almighty. fan of he's X-Men. At the right and the thing hand. about X-Men I love is that in chapter two, verse six, it says, with a different chromosome or DNA that makes them seated us with him in the heavenly realms. On the outside, that means that we are in a place of authority. It's what's in We get to live there. We get to walk out there, whether you believe it or not we get to live there but will you walk into it will you experience it will you know god in in that way you know will you let him do crazy things through you and in you man friday was powerful and saturday was powerful as some of my students and youth leaders and i we ask god god come fill us in we are born fill us afresh do greater things through us send us out send us into our schools to offer hope make us powerful and we look to pray for the sick to pray for healing to pray for the brokenhearted give us eyes to see those who are broken so that we may minister to them Paul continues and it was to incredible pray. what God was doing. That in he that prays room. that um, how God was touching different people in tangible ways. ways. He keeps talking about this power. He I'm says that power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ us. when he raised him from the but dead. But it's not us who does it. Right it's the Holy Spirit the who works realm. through us to bring Man. hope to the world. To bring that crazy power. Have you ever dear. thought about what it's it would have been us. like to be in the tomb that this Jesus was laid when the Holy Spirit came so this on him power, and why raised him back to life? As part of, of me God. likes to think that maybe why did Paul this pray this for the church? Burst he prays this for the church one, so that they just, may overcome maybe there's temptation. Some sort of shaking. In Ephesus there. would have been As a Jesus really hard place up. to live in. To be that a power is crazy. They were very wealthy. They lived on this coast. It was a coastal city where lots of, or it was a port city where lots of ships would come in. So there's lots of trading, lots of revenue. They were a rich city. They loved entertainment. This power. They had a theater, an amphitheater that could seat twenty-four thousand people. Know it. They loved their entertainment. Walk and in their it. culture exercise was also this power that's in charged. you. We keep the reading of Artemis, um, about the what the Holy Spirit did up on the hill so at party, all times. Seated him at the right hand and in the heavenly realms, far above all sexually promiscuous power and dominion, and every title in. that can be given. Not only it in the present age, really but also in the one to come. As a Christian, God placed all things under His feet and appointed Him to be head over everything for the church. Be which is his body, the fullness the of the Holy Spirit. Fills Remember the power that's in that is you. Packed. In and chapter it's, it's 6, he goes on, put on the full armor of God so that you may stand your ground when the day of evil comes. Not if the day of evil comes, but when it comes, because it will come. It says that we also, God raised us I would say as well for us that we need the power of the Holy Spirit to resist and overcome temptation. Jesus is at Our the culture right is the also, Father, we is live in one of the wealthiest places of the world the the in central Alberta. And then it says that and God wealth can be a very distracting thing Christ that can take us away from the best that God has as we settle for good. And we get to exercise that. Wealth how did Jesus us. walk on we earth? Also yes, he was God, but a lot of the time, I think he lived in the power of the Holy Spirit to show us, hey, what about the music? What about the concerts? Way. What about the, um, the sporting events? The I'm not saying that all these things we are bad, have but they can definitely in the heavenly realms from the best things. Are we exercising it? We love Are our we knowing God experience, and unfortunately, by in our entertainment, in it's life, permeated with the Holy Spirit, doing life messages. with Him everywhere in our culture is. In that power. I ache for my students, for these young so men and so women who are being, why do we? Yeah, need just power. plastered with this stuff we all the time. They like need, Jesus, we, need we need the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit to, to resist temptation. temptation. This is why Paul prays for his you church, know, the, that they would be able to resist and stand strong. Wouldn't have been blameless like they are called and chosen to be. 
Ephesus was Why a very wealthy city. It was a poor, um, a coastal port I think city. As he was so lots of trading, lots of revenue coming in back because of the location of the city. So it was a very and wealthy, affluent society. It was also, it loved its entertainment. It had a theater that could Okay, well, have you been baptized? What kind of baptism people? They say, it loved its entertainment. He's like, well, that was also a very, um, but uh, I'm going to baptize you in the name of Jesus with so this sexual culture. Them. And then it says that he laid his because hands on the, them and he prayed for them. And the temple of the Artemis was up And they began the, to speak in the tongues. And they the began city. to prophesy. And, and God started to do crazy things in that city. Anybody. It says right after that, that so this Paul, the this, handkerchiefs um, that he had had, that he had touched, were being taken to the sick and the sick were being healed. And it says that Jesus' name was treated it with great really respect, great fear, that they would awe. have the Holy Spirit, the power you of know, the Holy miraculous Spirit, signs to and wonders. resist that temptation. I believe that Paul was praying this for the in church six, he so goes that we would walk in that authority. The, the we armor of are God at the right hand to stand Jesus. firm when the That we would walk out that authority so that we would perform miraculous signs and wonders, not because I'm strong, but because of the Holy Spirit in me. That we would do these signs and wonders, these miraculous things, because so our God's culture looks gospel, a lot like this there. message of salvation, here in Red Deer, we live in one so of the wealthiest places that His word would be confirmed. Because if somebody who is we broken live in or who has had a broken in leg was healed, society. we love I our entertainment. I don't know how many of my students are addicted to well, Netflix. Man, Pastor Paul has been how many about parents this? sit we around and watch TV a lot of the time? Season in our or church. what about going to concerts or going but to sporting games? I'm not saying that these things are bad, but it might be a little bit outside of our comfort zone. I'm not the type of person to just and randomly go up and start preaching Jesus. But more and more, I'm asking for those opportunities. And more and more, I just ask. I see people. The other day, the lady who works at the rec center, I saw that she had a broken culture. foot. And I see her almost every other day. And I'm like, Lynn, can I pray they for you? the Holy Spirit. We you know, need that's the Holy Spirit to resist That's the power of the Holy today. Spirit. We need the power. And the more that we and the more we ask, and the, then when we start the to see we God, say, God help stuff, me, I as we are bold, as we are obedient to God, step I out, as we do you. those things, and God meets us the there and does that, something, it, it builds our faith as well. And, and we it know God to a greater and deeper extent. But we also need God has given us His Holy Spirit so that we may know miraculous signs and wonders to confirm. The gospel, we need the word of the gospel to know. God. You know, sometimes I think we feel I pray like we're that we would be that compelled the message has to no know power God as we walk because in his we power, haven't as we experience His power. Maybe we in don't our know lives. God in that way. Does I that mean that we should? Um, Does that mean that we shouldn't be compelled, be compelled to, know to know God, God in that way? In response to know His power, to what He has wants done, to, to how He has wants revealed to touch, Himself wants to, to us. Through Jesus, through I the man, Holy Spirit, I think God that we would be compelled to know something Him here in Red Deer, and I think He wants to continue to do something. And that we would be compelled to know God as we remember as we prayed and we sought as we accept our value. And they were like, "I want more of God. I want to be empowered to do this life. I want to live like Jesus in my school. If you guys want to see the broken, I want to see past the exterior into the heart, so that obviously, I want to see maybe some." Of you pray for don't know Jesus. Maybe so some of you are thinking, I don't know, know this God that you're talking about. You know, I, think I don't know hope. I don't this, have hope. I am I a hopeless mess. That if that's you to today, I want to say there is hope for you. And Jesus wants and he, to make himself known to you today. But it might take you stepping out a little bit. If I could and have every say, eye closed, heads bowed, and if you like, say, okay, well, I don't know Jesus, but I want to, what baptism I'd encourage you, you, raise your hand, and, and we'll pray John with John the Baptist's you. baptism. And he anybody. says, well, that was for repentance, but we need to baptize you in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, he, it says that he laid hands on them, and he prayed cool. for them, and Maybe they were some filled of you with the Holy today Spirit, and they began to speak in tongues and thinking, prophesy. Man, I don't live and like from the this, there was this crazy movement like in Ephesus. Like Paul. As Paul was doing crazy I don't see the things, Holy handkerchiefs that like he had that. touched were being taken to sick people, and they were being healed. The power of the Holy Spirit. I need to be filled and again. It's not a one-time deal. It's a constant thing that Jesus. we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus, Pastor Paul prays with the men before service every Sunday, because he knows we need the power of the Holy Spirit to do his work. So maybe some of you today are I saying, he was I want to be filled that. again. Hey God, if that's you, I'd encourage you to raise your hand. What it was like. And I will pray with remember you. Remember what God was doing then. 
Remember what he was doing awesome. and continue to walk. Jesus, we just thank you continue for who you are. In the Holy Spirit. We thank you for what your heart is for us and that you long to know us and be known by us. God, I pray that each one of us in this room today would have a deep desire to know you more, God, that we would do life with you, that we would invite you into our day every morning, every afternoon, every night. God, I just pray for these people with their hands up. Holy Spirit, that you would fall upon them, that you would take them deeper. God, that you would give them visions, that you would refresh them, that you would encourage them. Holy Spirit, may they know your love in a very tangible way. Lord, speak to them. Do you know what and fill us afresh. Fill us so that we may go out from this place with boldness and with courage, with the ability to stand firm against temptation. Lord, I thank you that you will and you are I'm not good enough here in Red Maybe you want to use us. What if I don't get a gift or it doesn't look like that? We surrender to what you want to do. Take us beyond our bound and take us out onto the water. Lord, we need you. Holy Spirit, thank you that you will meet us in our weakness. Holy Spirit, do what you want in me. Make me be blessed and go in the power of the I'm like starting to ask for opportunities. God, just help me to be bold. So the other day at the pool, this lady was had a broken foot, and we were walking outside, and I was like, Can I just pray for you? So I prayed for Lynn, and I keep asking for opportunities to do those sorts of things. That's totally outside of my comfort zone. But I keep asking for more and more opportunities because the more we ask, the more our faith builds. As we start to see God, the power of the Holy Spirit work through us and in us. So today I pray that you are compelled to know God. That you long to know God in a greater way because of his revelation to you. Because Jesus came to earth. Because he sent the Holy Spirit. I pray that you would be compelled to know God through that. And I also pray that you would experientially know God as you remember your calling, as you know that hope that he's given you, as you accept your value, knowing that you are his great inheritance, that he loved you so much that he died for you, and that you would know and walk in the authority, in the power of the Holy Spirit as you leave this place. If I could get the worship team to come on out, and if you guys wouldn't mind standing, we're going to close the service, but... I recognize that maybe some of you don't know Jesus. Maybe I'm talking about this hope and you're thinking, I have no idea. I am hopeless. I don't know God. I don't know hope. I don't know power. I don't know any of these things, but I want to. If all of you could bow your heads and close your eyes, if there is anybody here who doesn't know God but longs to know God and longs to know hope, I'd encourage you, raise your hand. And we'll just pray with you afterwards. Cool. Now, are some of you, I want to just ask, maybe some of you are thinking, I don't walk in power. I don't walk in the Holy Spirit like I should or like the disciples did. Maybe you want more. And you know what? We should always want more. That's why Pastor Paul prays every Sunday or has people pray over him every Sunday because it's not a one-time deal. It's a continuous thing that we would be continuously filled with the power of the Holy Spirit to live this life like Jesus. If any of you here today want that power and say, hey, I want to be filled again. I want the power of the Holy Spirit on me to go and live like Jesus. If that's you, you can raise your hand. Awesome. Yeah, we're just going to pray. Jesus, we just thank you that you are a good God. God, we thank you that you revealed yourself to us through your son, Jesus, who died on the cross and rose again and ascended into heaven. And Jesus, we thank you that you sent your Holy Spirit to live in us. And so, Holy Spirit, we just invite you to do what you want to do. God, that you would give visions, that you would give dreams, that you would give power. Lord, that you would give boldness for us to go out from this place and to reach our city, to speak boldly to people, to pray for healing, to reach out and to love people in tangible ways. Holy Spirit, do what you want to do. Take us past our borders. Take us past our insecurities or past our fears. Take us out into the water. 
Take us boldly. Holy Spirit, may you fall upon us and may you fill us. And we thank you that you have. And we, we accept this in, in, in faith, knowing that you're going to do something, knowing that you're going to continue to walk with us every day. So Lord, bless us. Go before each one of us today and throughout this week and reveal your power, reveal your love. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Go in peace and be blessed.